0: Hello, and welcome to MikeyPod. This is episode 173. It's been a while. Yeah, I'm looking at my uh, MikeyPod blog. It's been since December. So, you know, what's up? Every six months we'll do a podcast. Uh, my friend Jason Paul is a member of the band Japan Soul, and I'm really in love with their new album. It's called Plastic Utopia, so I asked him to uh, come on the show. So we'll be getting to that interview shortly, but... Before we do, I want to throw out to you if you stop by michaelheron.com, you can look at my website. I am kickstarting an album and book based on my show, Tentative Armor, which uh, you may or may not know about. I haven't really talked about it much on the podcast because I haven't talked much about anything on the podcast. Um, I have about $2,000 more to raise. If you're listening to this, please swing by and. Back the project. There's free, well, you know, you get uh, rewards of T-shirts, the album itself, the book itself, all this kind of stuff. And it would be really, really great. I'm going into the recording studio on Sunday to uh, record strings and oboe, piano, and uh, my vocals. Um, And that costs money. So uh, give me some. That's the end of that. Uh, Everything else, check michaelherron.com for more information about my work. And let's go right to Japan Soul. We're going to listen to... um, fight with love from the album plastic utopia and then we'll go right into the interview with jason thanks for listening mikeypod.com oh and if you need any information about japan soul you can find links on mikeypod.com for all of their stuff here's japan soul So that was Japan Soul with Fight With Love. And joining me now is Jason Paul from Japan Soul. Welcome to the
1: show. Hi, Michael. Thanks for having me.
0: Sure. And we may be hearing a baby in the background, which I'm Get hoping a little, like.
1: There's a little playtime going on behind me. Uh,
0: I cannot remember the baby's name. Julian. Julian. Hey, Julian. So Julian is joining us today. So uh, this is our second attempt at this interview because of my uh, procrastination slash computer issues. But um, I'm kind of happy that we're doing it again because I've had time to really listen to the album and I'm totally more connected with it. So yay. Cool. (laughs) So let's talk a little bit about Fight With Love since we just heard that song. You want to like got anything to throw out there about what it's about, what process, anything you want to share?
1: I guess something interesting about that is that uh, I used to play in a lot in Kent Odessa's live band. So the soaring vocals in the chorus are, are actually Kent Odessa, who's who's got a new EP coming out, which is really great. Actually, <laughs> you let me hear it, um, but you know, so a little crossover action there. Oh, cool. Yeah,
0: I don't know. Do I know Kent Odessa?
1: I don't know. You, you should you should check. It. I think you would really like it, actually. Okay. It's like uh, really funky dance music. It's. And very, you know, kind of really electronic, but it, it's like music that's, it's really made to make you dance. Probably even more so than ours.
0: <laughs> oh, cool! I'll check it out. Um, I just made myself a note.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, speaking of dance, speaking of dancing, there's so many like great, like, sort of '80s feeling references in your music that are like thrown together in like a fresher way. That I hate throwing like those influence things out because every now and then people will like mention something that my music makes them think of and it they off, sometimes make me cringe so I'm always afraid to make somebody cringe.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's funny because like I've learned I've learned some new music. I've like I've actually checked out new music be- that I didn't really listen to because people are like, "This sounds like China Crisis." I'm like, I don't know China Crisis, but apparently I sound like them. You know? Yeah, I'll check it out. Uh, but, there, was a, there was another band. I can't remember. But that that was another band. I was like, oh, I wasn't that crazy about that, that we that you think we sound like this other band. <laughs> uh, uh
0: boo. <laughs> uh, there's only I know one China Crisis song. It's like King in a Catholic style, I think is the name of it.
1: Yeah, I, I went through it and I, I liked it, but I can't remember. You know, I didn't stick enough. So I got yeah. keep going through it until I love it. Probably
0: there's that like that sexy sound. You guys get sexy. Uh with yeah. Like there's a certain, there's a way it's recorded and just sort of a, the, like the way the lines are written that like, it's maybe some like Duran Duran-ish slash early Japan, just like that. Something about that sax is like bringing that stuff back to me. Did that play into oh, yeah. your like... I, I mean,
1: I, I'm a big Japan fan. Did
0: um, we, uh, did we know this about each other? Did, Cause I'm uh, obsessed with David Sylvian and Japan and all that I've stuff. I've
1: seen on your facebook that you are and I, I i knew you were and i'm still trying to like really appreciate david sylvian because i i you know it's it's a lot more difficult than japan yeah it's cool music but i have to go through it more yeah i'm open to it
0: especially his newer stuff is really like whoa
1: <laughs> yeah yeah I, i'm I'm looking forward to it it's, it really is like it's almost it's not, I, w- I don't know if it's demanding but it's like you 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 have to stop what you're doing and you know, make a decision when you're listening.
0: <laughs> that's a really good way to, to put it. You can't just like go into this without making any decisions. You got to like, uh, it's newest release came with a, like a documentary about the making of it. Yeah. And, um, I couldn't watch it. It was too boring. And that's like, because it's very like minimalist music. Like there's a guy whose instrument is the mixing board. And from what I can tell, it's, that he's just like making different hums come out
1: of the mixing board. <laughs> Very cool to experience, but probably not to watch.
0: Yeah, and then to see like it's yeah like, I and I really love music like that. That like the process, knowing about the process of it is cool, but then the music itself isn't always.
1: Yeah, uh, great. I, I I you know I was I I really appreciate I maybe like ten years ago I had a greater appreciation for avant-garde stuff in in veins like that, but. I guess it's, I don't know. You know, I guess when it comes to making music, I, I guess I always have to really go back to hooks and <laughs> catchy sounds.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's, like, it's it's interesting to, to, like, being influenced by music or really inspired by it and then realizing, oh, but that's all that, that's the only job that music has for me. Like, I'm not going to pull anything from how it's made, but but the fact that it exists is, is inspiring, I think. Yeah. Um, heaven 17 was another one that I was sort of thinking about. Somebody guys. said that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, and I, that's, that's, I know about that group, but it hasn't actually influenced me consciously. I, I didn't, it's not something I've listened to that much, but you know, I like humanly where it's related to heaven 17. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. There's a certain amount, like there's a particular kind of like a soul feel that you guys have that I really kind of connect into.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the, the, I, think I have like a songwriting, I think I probably, listen to prince's greatest hits like you know the one that was out in the 90s like nonstop for a year or something oh yeah that might be where my <laughs> songwriting inclinations like developed
0: like hearing all is that the one that had like it came as a 3d cd set
1: it was like black and white and he had like cool sideburns
0: <laughs> yeah like it's really like that's a great collection of music
1: and like it really good yeah <laughs> Yeah. I I don't know if that I thought everybody knew about that stuff too, but I don't know I'm not sure if it it actually is a go-to for as many people as I thought it was.
0: Oh you mean like the older Prince stuff
1: or just in Yeah, like that that old the like the real funk stuff, like that stuff it's like some of my favorite music. But that you know, maybe maybe that connected to me more specifically and then people think when think people think of Prince they're more going to like the mid-80s stuff and I'm always going like <laughs> Earlier than that, <laughs> yeah. Like I love
0: all that stuff, but I really, I am with you. Like the, um, like dirty mind and that kind of
1: stuff. That's incredible. I'm Like Ooh. doing that. Yeah, that's my that's my guitar and songwriting ideal, like, right there. And I, I think Chromeo's just. I think that's just what they're doing, and I like it. But it just to me, it sounds exactly like that. <laughs> yeah. Wait. Who? What band is that? Chromeo.
0: I don't even know Chromia. I'm learning things from you today.
1: Oh, yeah. Check it. If you like that early print stuff. And they just came out with a good, re- a new record. Um, you know, they're a electro-funk. More, I guess, more bright than we are. <laughs> I don't know if we could even be put in the same category as <laughs> Chromia. We don't, we haven't gotten to vocoders. <laughs> yeah, I
0: love that. It sounds like there's a yet there.
1: <laughs> it, we're open to everything.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so you guys are playing live now, right? There's been one show that I missed, but there's another one coming up, right?
1: Yeah, the the, the, one, the first show was almost like a trial show. We didn't actually have it was me and Dave Lip and Raz, is um, isn't going to continue as in the live band because he, he's going into being a producer. So we've reformed the band, you know, with um, Tyler Graham and uh, Matt McMurray. Um, and, and so like like the, the the show on June 20th at the bitter end, 10 p.m is um, that's like really the first show. <laughs> I
0: love it. I'm really looking forward to it. and it wasn't until uh, I saw maybe an Instagram picture or something. I was like, wait a minute. that's Tyler. He's our drummer. <laughs> he,
1: he was that he was he, he signed up for it.
0: <laughs> uh, he plays so many with like is this like his third band or fourth?
1: Oh man. I don't, I'm afraid to think of how many bands he's in, but, but the, the thing about it is he's like in tip top shape. Like he can, he's, he's, you know, like, I guess it's like exercise playing music and he's just, he can, he can just do it because he's doing it all the time. Yeah.
0: Yeah. He's really great. He's fun to work with too. Right.
1: Yeah. He's really fun.
0: Yay. Tyler Graham. So Tyler Graham for those like, cause I don't think I've, I podcast so irregularly. I don't know if I've even mentioned, I'm in a band called attack wave And uh, Tyler is also our drummer. So there's a little backstory for the gentle listeners. Uh, So you're psyched about the show. So it's going to be three of you?
1: It's going to be four of us. We have uh, Matt Matt McMurray on the uh, synthesizers. And he's playing like three or four synthesizers.
0: Oh, cool. Dave and I are sharing a
1: synthesizer. (laughs) And and, uh, he's playing saxophone and bass. And I'm playing guitar and bass while singing. It's crazy. We're playing a lot of stuff.
0: Uh, I'm super excited. Yay. And that's at the bitter end on June 20th, June 20th, Friday night, 10 PM. Cool. I'm making myself a note just so I can put all this stuff in the show notes, which you can find at MikeyPod.com. PS, if you're listening, um, let's talk about, um, uh, I forgot what song we're going to play next. Uh, Oh, Hey, I, Hey, sure. Yeah. Uh, tell me a story. (laughs)
1: Hey, yeah, uh, hey. Um, I guess that song, I guess that was sort of written early on. When, you know, we, we, I guess we, we wrote Plastic Utopia first just to sort of ease back in. I hadn't really been doing music in a while. So that's sort of, it's almost like a stream of consciousness song. And I guess, I think, I guess Hey, yeah, uh, hey got written next. And it's still in that stream of consciousness process of like just sort of kind of put it together in my computer. I think I started the song actually on my iPhone. Like, I I hummed it. I a melody came to me. I hummed it, and then I I went into like the this, this almost like Cubase type software, and just programmed in some music, which made it to the final recording. Actually, oh cool! A lot of those synth, synth sounds are from the iPhone.
0: Whoa! Wait a minute. I thought I was imagining this to be maybe something a vi- like a just an audio. Uh, what do they call it? One of those little audio note type things. But did you record it into like a like some kind of recording software on your yeah, phone yeah
1: yeah like i you know i do a lot of i i did do a lot of midi sequencing so i'm I, i'm not a great keyboard player but i'm i can really i can really get down with that uh midi those <laughs> midi <rectangles. laughs> yeah i can i can go i can go with the grid <laughs> yeah uh,
0: so it's uh what what app was it on your phone? Like I hope this doesn't get too geeky for people.
1: No, uh let me it's uh app was I'm going to ha- I I am going to have to pull it up because I can't remember. Uh it's called Nano Studio that I I sequenced a lot of the music in.
0: Whoa. <laughs> I'm so ex- like this kind of thing blows my mind. So you sequenced a bunch of this stuff and then did you like import it into Cubase or whatever software you're using?
1: Yeah, I I use Ableton to do all all my all my demos and stuff so then I just I imported stems into that, and I finished the song. You know, the, the piano sort of came from me playing the piano, you know, in, in Ableton, and then changing the key because I, I do a lot of key modulating to find the sweet spot and, and vocally. Because I I don't consider myself to be like a fabulous singer, but I I, I tried I tried my best to to get there. <laughs> but you got to find the key to do that.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, any singer would have to do that, though. Yeah. Uh, that's cool. And yay Ableton. Also, but we knew that about each other,
1: yeah, <laughs> I've been using ableton uh, for well, uh, fourteen years
0: oh wow, that's like yeah, I'm just I'm a relative newbie, I think maybe two or three years I've been using it,
1: yeah, I don't even use it for what it's good good for. I've just been using it so long, I just make demos off it when I back then, I was using it to do experimental stuff, yeah make my you know i could use something else but i just use that
0: (laughs) yeah it's so flexible though like i think it's really great i don't have a ton of experience i mean i just used uh cubase for a short time
1: i used that i I really liked it
0: yeah do you uh do you do all of the recording in ableton or did you do some like uh
1: so yeah the, the process yeah it kind of sort of evolved so i i would do the rough demos early on i was doing the rough demos myself but you know, as the, as Dave and you know Dave and Roz sort of became as they became collaborators, we the process kind of changed. That so we started layering up sometimes in Ableton we got together, um, but then I would output stems for some of the album. We mixed with uh, an engineer named Craig Levy, so he would go into. He actually uses Cubase. So We mixed a lot of the final songs in Cubase, but Roz also produced about four of the songs on the album. He he got into Reason, like I guess Reason got. <laughs> Um they they got audio, I guess, and so there's so a lot of the song for mixed and reason. Ah crazy. A lot of yeah. a, a lot going on. We've used everything except Pro Tools on this album.
0: <laughs> That's funny. I, I cause Pro Tools used to be like the industry standard. Is it still? Do you have any idea I, about I, that? I
1: think, I think it is, but I don't I don't know if it has to be if you're making more electronic ish type music
0: yeah because it's pretty easy to just like send those stems around like because i like i'm recording in a couple weeks some of my stuff and i think that uh, i know the guy at the studio uses pro tools and i'm just gonna send him yeah. stems and then he'll send me things back and it'll be magic
1: yeah it's <laughs> really like, great that the workflow can be that
0: smooth yeah it's, it's really cool uh, so yeah, I think that that's enough of our geekiness. I don't think whenever I start talking about that stuff,
1: easy to go there.
0: Yeah. Know. I never know how interested people are in hearing about that, but I think we did just enough.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, Hey, uh, Hey, you, there was a great video for this and you told the st- story about it, but obviously we don't have that podcast anymore. So you want to tell it again?
1: Oh yeah. I mean, I guess l- lyrically it's more about traveling. I, I had uh, <clears throat> my my now wife, like we spent a year traveling, and you know, the song was sort of recollections of that experience. But as the album came together, the, conceptually, the, it, it sort of became more about this plastic utopia alternate reality thing. So the video director kind of tapped into that idea, and um, he was in Paris, and he um, sort of made a kind of uh, critique of surveillance um, in his video. And he he made these like crazy 3D drones and got these people to run around Paris and he filmed them. And...
0: Yeah, it looks so great.
1: Yeah,
0: and those the the especially the guy in the video like could not look any like cooler. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like something about him like that guy's cool. He's just
1: cool. No, and it's not anybody in the band. Yeah, I, really, I, I wish. <laughs> you guys
0: look cool too. <laughs> Uh, So I think we should wrap it up. I think that's a perfect, nice little, like, story. Where can we find you guys?
1: Uh, You can find our our website's japansoul.me. You just Google Japansoul. You know, Facebook is JPNSL. Twitter is also JPNSL. Yeah, Bandcamp, you know buy music love artists on Bandcamp and, or and, if you like the iTunes.
0: Yeah, Bandcamp is like the best place to buy it. Is that how is that your thought too? I th-
1: I think so cuz you get a connection to actually who bought it. So that's Yeah. Kinda, you can send a thank you like cuz you know in this day and age not that too many people are buying our music. Well, uh, it, it seems to get streamed a bit, which is nice. Um but you don't know who that is. Yeah. Yeah, so <laughs>
0: So when people actually buy it, which uh, I sug- I highly recommend you buy music from the artists you like, <laughs> just to throw that out there. But you get like a bigger cut of the the sale, and you can see who did it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, you can you set the price on Bandcamp. Like I think, iTunes you get like seven bucks and and Bandcamp, you probably sold it for seven bucks because you're selling lower so you might get less but it really doesn't matter you can you could you could charge more for your album like i think we're just charging seven bucks yeah camp.
0: yeah cool all right so let's give a listen to hey i hey thank you jason paul for joining me on the podcast today
1: yeah awesome talking to you michael